Welcome to Whatever Comes Next, the number one podcast for creatives according to our mums. I'm Danny And I'm Elise. And welcome to Whatever Comes Next. This week. Oh, we've got a little <laughs> intro happening over there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to dive right in like David, David Attenborough style and be like, shut up. <laughs> David. <laughs> David. As he's known and to this some. week on today's episode. <laughs> this week we're going to do a little segment called Our Experiences. Woo-hoo! Our Experiences, nice. Yeah, I didn't know where that was going. Yeah, so our experiences in the design studio and as a freelancer. We need to come up with a punny title. We've got, what's our food one? Branding and rambling. (laughs) Yes. We need something for... Brand experiences. Yeah. Being a designer. That's... No. (laughs) No, it wasn't good. It didn't feel good. We'll play on that one a little bit and we'll come back to you. Um, If you have any ideas though... Holler yeah. at your girls. Yeah, let us know. We're open. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. first, what you been up to, eh? I have been – I feel like I shouldn't talk about fitness on this because then I <laughs> I, uh, I never commit. But anyway, um, so I've been trying to be fit this week. Yay. I have – so <clears throat> people may remember that I was running. <laughs> <laughs> And when we started this podcast, you were running. I was up to week seven mm-hmm. of a program, of a running program, of an app. Yeah, I haven't finished week eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, in my defense, it's been oh, it's a like very rainy summer. Lenina, yeah, that bitch. Uh, and it's also been very hot, <laughs> muggy as. Yeah. So, I like. And I like to exercise in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I like I tried to exercise bef- like I set an alarm really early. I was like, I'll get up before it's really sunny. But turns out the sun comes up real early at the moment. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not waking up at- early for me. Is like I set my alarm for six thirty. I was like, hopefully the sun's not up. I I think it's up by I like quarter past five. I didn't check the sunrise on the on the on the bomb app. Uh, anyway, so. I gave that a go and like around my house it's like there is no shade hilly. you were just right yeah it's hilly and you're just running in the sun so it turned out that like I, I've tried a couple of times to keep going with my app and I just can't it's got to be a like a bike track you need a bike track you need a bike track I just need winter running is my winter sport okay yep so I think I just need to like cancel that subscription for now uh but I have pivoting I'm, I'm oh what are we doing now well I I have an exercise bike at home. So, yeah, well, mum does. Um, thanks, mummy. Yeah, thanks, mum. Uh, so, I've been using that and. You know, quads I'm, of steel. Well, yeah, like it, it doesn't feel like crazy difficult. I'm probably not putting it on the highest difficulty, but like it's not. Running is a lot harder in terms of the mm. cardio of it. Except on a bike, depending how long you stay in there, you get real bad monkey butt. What is monkey butt? <laughs> oh, you never heard of it? No. Oh, it's like when you're riding like a motorbike or a yeah. bicycle for too long and it's like a butt chafe, but not as like, bad. Like, I thought you meant like, cause like but monkeys have like this. Oh, it just gets real red. Like, butts. Oh, real red. red monkey butt. I thought you meant the. Red and just like. Round monkey butt. And <laughs> okay. I'm that pro- is monkey butt. Okay. I'm, I'm following now. Um, well, like I haven't been doing it enough to get. 
a really sore bum. Mate, you can even get like your vag lips. <laughs> can even get sore. Okay. <laughs> I don't think the general public is ready for this level of our conversation. Sting. <laughs> Normal people don't say lips. <laughs> what did I say? I mean, <laughs> downstairs area. I'm just gonna tell everyone I know not to listen to this episode. <laughs> Don't you'll get a good laugh. Um, anyway, <laughs> except for parents. Please. That's what I mean. <laughs> um, hilarious. Anyway, it's a thing. It's a thing. I'll take your word for it. I've yet to experience it. I'll, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna let you know it's a developer. <laughs> Moving on. So I have been enjoying it. It's not. So it's not so like running. It's just like, did your body get sore from running? Like your uh, legs? It did at first, but then I bought actual running shoes yeah, and it okay. stopped hurting. Yeah, okay. Um, but the bike, oh, it it burns the thighs. Oh, it does. So that part is look. It'll be great, and I guess some muscly legs will be wonderful. Also, if no one knows because no one's seen a full body photo of A, but A's got some nice legs. <laughs> There's some long. Delicious Thank legs. You. So with a bit of tone. But yeah, I was going to say they're, they're they gonna might be, be pimping, long, but they are they're dancing they're, legs. They're little needles at the bottom. <laughs> they're dancing legs. They're ballerina <laughs> legs. They're bloody delightful. Well, I definitely would like it if they're a little bit more toned. So hopefully the, the biking. Bike, yeah, yeah, the bike would do that. Yeah. So I like I'm enjoying it, and I also like it. Like it has a a bracket for your iPad. <laughs> so I've been Does watching it? Netflix while bike oh, riding. Perfect, perfect amazing. distraction. You can't watch Netflix while you're running, so that's good. No. And I've also been doing a little bit of Pilates to try and get some How's that going? Arms. God, that hurts. Painful. Yeah, I did one before you came. Oh, it's like I, lo- I, like I like Pilates, jelly legs. but just focusing on arms, whew, that mm. was not fun. Mm-mm. I like... I watch uh, on YouTube. She's called Blogger Lardies. Her name's yep. Cass. We've probably talked about her a thousand times because I tell the same story a thousand times. <laughs> but she's so, like, I love her because I feel like a lot of, not that I've done that many classes, but I feel like those, like, people that, like, are doing, like, running a class mm-hmm. can be... It, annoying. Very annoying. And she doesn't annoy me. Like, even when she's, like, she talks to you, but, like, she... I really like her distraction techniques. Is it still free? Yeah, it's free. It's on YouTube. It's amazing. Um, But she, what was she talking about? I can't remember. Oh, she was like talking about milk and like her coffee order. And then she just starts like rattling off all these different types of milk. And I'm like this 10 out of 10. This is distracting me. I'm like, (laughs) I'm not focusing on my burning triceps. I'm focusing on oat milk. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) What a distraction. Uh, So yeah, I'm enjoying that. I also ordered some weights online. Okay, you go. I did not enjoy spending my money on weights. I don't like buying things that I need and then like buying things that I really want. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I ordered those. It came out as really cute pastel weights. So I bought some and I'll let you know when I am looking like the rock. Can't wait to see your biceps. They're going to be popping. Enormous. <laughs> going to crush an egg between them. Have you seen people doing that? No. What? Put, like, it's supposed to be oh, really hard because you can't to crack it? I'm going to try that. But Should like, we try that? But, well, because, like, guys do it and they have, like, their enormous bicep and they're like... I've just got a whole lot of fat, so it. I just be like... Oh. Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm like, I reckon if you don't tense, it just... <laughs> I could absolutely crack an egg. I 100% think I could, too. <laughs> There's no muscle there, so it's not it. getting hidden anywhere. Yeah, it's just all... We should do it for some lols. We should. We'll give it a go. Yeah. 
We'll put it on our stories. Yeah. <laughs> or on our feed because that would be hilarious. It would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll keep you posted. Nice. I can't wait I'm to gonna see. I'm going to look like John Cena. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no? Doesn't do it for you? He's such a thumb. <laughs> I love him. He's so funny. I'm like he's so funny and articulate. I'm like, it just, it just surprises me. But muscle. He's very thick. I'm not a slug like me. <laughs> not how I would describe you. Mm. Especially with that neck. Anyway, we've talked like way too long about fitness. No. I mean, I love fitness. I think it's I don't. great. I, have, I do. I love boxing. I love strength conditioning. It's okay, just yeah, right f- up my alley. I, okay. I think this is the problem, right? My whole life I have not enjoyed fitness mm-hmm. and I've gotten to a point where I do, but I am still stuck in the mind. <laughs> you don't want to like it. Yeah. But I actually really enjoy it. <laughs> it's just like soothing to your mental health. Yeah, I find like, Honestly, when I'm exercising all the time, I'm like, why am I so happy? Oh, it's <laughs> and just, and like after it, you feel 10 out of 10 amazing. Yeah. Like even after a hard slog, yeah. you feel great. You do. I love a good exercise. Yeah. It's my favorite form thing to do. Yeah. It's where I spend all my money. <laughs> I really, I need to buy some cute exercise gear though. Oh, 100% you do. I keep on buying it and sending it back. I just get influenced by Instagram ads for sexy, <laughs> sexy, cute, cute workout gear and then it's shit and I send it back. Yeah, look, I do the same thing. I stay to my loyals, like Lululemon. Yeah, you did tell me about them. Their stuff you have to. Good. I should, have to. I'll try them next. It's great. But again, it's something I have to buy. And I don't <laughs> want to buy things I have to buy. Yeah, look, that's fair. What have you been up to? What's <laughs> with you? I don't even know. <laughs> Have you, do you, you still box every week, right? Oh, yeah, I box three days a week. Three? Yeah, I do. I do see your stories. Oh, I just, I'm just trying to like trainer. not post as much on Instagram. I don't know why. It's just because I'm on it so much for work. Okay, I just don't want to be on there, so I don't post. But you see the ones lately. Man, yeah. your girl's progressing. Yeah, gotta go. <laughs> but yeah, it's so much fun. I love it. Yeah, three days a week I box. Amazing. And I do Pilates every other day and maybe go for a run. I love Pilates. I really want to get into a form of Pilates, but every time I'm like, yes, let's do it. It's then there's so like, expensive. Well, that too. But also I don't really want to be in a room sweating and puffing around people right now. Mm, that's me. Well, look, I good. sweat into my boxing trainer's mouth. Sometimes it just comes <laughs> off my face and it goes into his mouth. But I hope you guys don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm gross. I'm so gross. I sweat so bad. Oh, I, uh, I sweat a bit, but like I just go bright red. Oh. Like I think I don't sweat like a normal person, oh, yeah. and so I, my body just gets really hot, and right. I literally turn into. I a like if I have my arms like this for too long, I get elbow sweat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I, I sweat. Like I don't get underarm sweat. I don't. Oh, I do. Which I suppose is a good thing. Yeah, you're blessed. But you can like you can to cover your underarm sweat just put your arms down. Can't cover the fact that my face is literally a tomato. <laughs> I came home from a run the other day and like. My dad looked concerned. <laughs> like, I think he was about to call triple zero. <laughs> I'm a very red lady. Because I'm so see-through. Yeah, just real pale. Very yeah, pale I, go, I go real red too. Mm, do you though? I <laughs> like, do. Literally, it'll be like white, 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 red. <laughs> no, see, I go red all over, like legs, red. Oh, I don't get red legs. Oh, I go red everywhere. Oh, interesting. Especially, especially in a good session. Yeah. Anyway, nothing about <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's move on for the gym. Yeah. And boxing. Yeah. I do love boxing. But. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So our experiences, as it's called at That's the moment. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, let's forgot. get back to that trail. <laughs> um, so we're going to call we, – well, we don't know what we're going to call this yeah. segment yet, but we're going to work on it. Mm-hmm. But this one, our first one of this segment is how we like to run a brand project. One of my favourite things ever, branding. Yes, branding. I used it's to the, hate it. Yeah, no, it's the greatest thing on the planet. It is. It is now. I used to really hate branding. Mm. Hate it, like loathed it. If a branding project came in, I would sideswipe that to either Elise or Sam. <laughs> well, there are there are loathable brand projects. There is. You're right. It's about the project, not about the whole concept. <laughs> the whole, yeah. Yep, you're right. Anyway. But a good brand. A good brand. A, a, a proper branding project. Because let's just throw out the designer's favourite line brand is not a logo so if you just want a logo i don't want to talk to you please go away go on 99designs.com literally if you want a logo go to 99designs those the you'll you will get what you need but if you want to create a brand experience if you want to actually make money (laughs) if you want to be really successful if you want people to care about your brand and not just like like, if you want people to be loyal, go to a designer. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so, basically, in this little segment, we're going to run from start to finish mm-hmm. on how we like to run a brand project, what yep. we do, how we do it, yep. from a, from being working in a studio yep. and from my experience. And A's yes. done some experience as a freelance too. Mm-hmm. Because it's different. Because it's if so you different. are doing it as a freelancer, you're not just being the designer, you're like the accountant the salesperson, you're everything. It's a lot harder. Yeah. I've F that over so many times, but I'm getting there. Yeah. It's building. But because, because the studio part is like the middle part of the branding project and like the, the freelancer, it's like everything. Would you like to start because from a freelancer? Yeah. Because there's more to it. Sure. So let's get into it, shall we? Mm -hmm. All right. So to start off a brand uh, project, you usually have your Clients reach out to you. They're going to inquire through your emails. If you've got a website set up, forms, Mm -hmm. all that jazz. Highly recommend doing that. I feel like a very detailed form is beneficial. Absolutely. Getting more. I do agree. But I do actually, I don't have a real detailed Mm -hmm. form. But I do agree, like, it it definitely has its benefits, but people don't like to feel spend time. So, like, if you really want to make that first connection, Keep it as simple as possible because True. you want that de- at the end of the day, you want that detail. Like you want yep. that client's phone number. Yep. You want their email address because you want to t- talk to them later. And if it's only like five, five quick questions, four quick questions, you seal the deal pretty quickly yep. rather than blah, 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 True. blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. Too many, too many steps. Just make the, make the questions optional. Don't make them mandatory fields. You could do that too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So the quicker the better, though, in my eyes, because yes, you, you want that lead. Yeah. Um, so that lead will come in. I like to try and set up a phone call with mm-hmm. the client straight away. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes I just want, like, a little guide because basically price, they're, at, they're after your price yeah. at the end of the day. They want to know how much it cost, if you're dirt cheap, if you're ridiculously expensive. Um, so I've actually put together a little brochure that has my services outlined and it has 
Excuse me, sorry. Um, it <laughs> I has. Took off too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it has one. my services, uh, what I do, my like skill set that I'm a hundred percent honed in on, what like what I know I can do, mm-hmm. um, and I have a couple of packages outlined, mm-hmm. like just some standard ones. Um, from there, I'll send that over, and then hopefully I'll get that opportunity to get that call in. If I get that call, then I'll we'll run in, and I'll have a little bit more of a discussion about what is that brand mm-hmm. actually needs. So it's a little bit more personalized to that brand. Yeah. Um, so that's how I try and get, and then I also try and get a gauge of their budget. Yeah. Budget is everything. It's so important because like the next step, like proposals, all that stuff is like such a huge investment on our end. Like there's oh. so much that goes into it. And if there's no point going further, if you don't know what someone's going to be able well, to spend. Well, that's it, right? And you can get clients to be like, oh, but I don't have like, I want to work with you, but I don't have a lot of budget. It's like, well, why do I have to miss out on making a profit because yeah. you don't have the budget, but you Absolutely. still want everything delivered up to standard? Mm-hmm. That's but, why it's good to have different packages because then you can, and also to be talking to the person and like getting that contact straight away because even if, if you find out like they can't afford this thing, maybe you can tailor the pack, like pair back the package mm-hmm. and make it to something that, they do one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a really tiptoey kind of subject price because you don't want to scare away the client. You could either shoot too high or too low and still scare mm-hmm. away the client because they'll be like, well, why is she so cheap? Yeah. And going somewhere else because yeah. they don't think they're going to get the budget. So anyway, a lot goes into, <laughs> that's the first major step, really nutting out the brand discovery. Mm-hmm finding out what that brand needs, mm-hmm. gauging their budget mm-hmm. and then working your services in within that budget. And if they tell you like they don't have that budget, it's it's a no. Mm-hmm. Like just don't they go down that path. Yeah. I've done, gone down that path and yeah. it's horrendous. And they're the clients that will mainly go back and forward a yes. hundred times over. Like, absolutely. There is a correlation between easy clients and high budgets. <laughs> like the people with the more money are for whatever reason – the way more like efficient, trusting clients. Well, that's it, right? You want the trusting clients because at the end of the day, they're spending money with you because they know like, yes, it's an investment, but that investment is going to give them profit. Mm -hmm. Whereas people that don't want to spend the money, they're like, oh, this is all my hard earned money. Like when am I going to get that back? They don't actually see the benefit of creating a brand experience for someone. Mm-hmm. So that's why you got to try to steer that ship clear. Yes. But it's, it's a very hard subject, that one. But that's why you also – like some some designers will put their brand, their pricing online. But like the reason that a lot of designers don't is because that's – like all of those things, like it's so specific to the individual. Like it's – even if they're just getting the basic brand package, like you can – like on top of that you can add like your business cards your stationery your letterheads your signage like all those things like how could you possibly have a standard yeah when one person is like i don't know a hair salon and another person is like a builder mm-hmm. they're gonna have so like so, so many, many different, different outputs of their brand and like and then it also comes into it like is am i organizing printing for you yeah. like you can't you can't budget for that nope so it's hard mm-hmm um so proposal and quote for me like this is what I said this is I'm still learning Mm. here um 
I don't really do a proposal as much because I put that service brochure out mm. at the first point and it kind of outlines everything. The that, options. Yeah, the options yeah. that the brand can pick. So I don't really do a proposal. Quotes, um, I started using zero. Life-changing. <laughs> Invest in your account. <laughs> don't just do InDesign files. <laughs> yeah. I'm so guilty of that. Um, it's just so easy, like... You can turn a quote into an invoice. You can create deposit invoices. You can do everything out of zero. It's amazing. You can manage your projects in zero, like track time, all of it. I highly recommend. I've also been working with an. I've onboarded an accountant. I pay him. Core. I don't know what I pay him anyway. <laughs> I pay him a fee every so often. I think it's yeah. fortnightly. Anyway, mm-hmm. I might have made that up. <laughs> I don't know. It just gets taken out. Um, <laughs> So he's on top of everything. He gets into my accounts. He can see everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stitch myself up bad mm. with my GST because that's the one thing that I'm terrified of. Mm. Oh, yeah. Doing taxes. my GST properly because tax sucks. I don't yeah. know it. I had no idea about it. So I might as well pay someone just like someone's going to pay me because they have no idea what I'm doing. I'm outsourcing exactly. that to a professional that yeah. knows what they're talking about. So quotes, I do everything like that please do your accounts (laughs) (laughs) Um, from there. So I do send a quote. If that quote is accepted, we go into the onboarding stage where I drop a contract. Mm -hmm. I do it all via online. So I use HelloSign and I get them to sign the contract. I list out everything that's involved in the project, the cost, the deposit fee, um, and they have to sign it and send that back to me. Mm -hmm. Once I get that, the invoice um, the deposit invoice goes out. No work will start until that deposit invoice has been paid. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a security holding. It's non-refundable. Yeah. Um, it just ensures that you're getting your money. Well, you deserve your money. You've already put in a lot of work already. Yeah. Um, and so it will hold that date too, mm-hmm. specific for that brand. Um, then we move into the strategy session, one of my favourite so parts of the brand. So, so this, for me, I include questions. I've been actually doing like a little bit of a fun game for brands, whereas they try and pick out their Hollywood character and who their brand oh, yeah. would be for their, with the, like to match them with and then the personality of that and bring it back in through mm-hmm. and see how that ties into the brand. So we look at the brand's personality, mm-hmm. their tone of voice, their yep. target market, um, outcomes goals mm-hmm. all Competitors. that yep all that jazz goes into the strategy session and then we go into the brief too mm-hmm. what they like what they don't like yep. what type faces they like yeah all that fun stuff mm-hmm. all the stuff to really get it going um and i also ask them like do competitors that they like mm-hmm. or just in brands that they like yeah. why and what don't they like about each brand i just think that by doing that they might be looking outside of their field as well. So yeah. they might find other brands and find what they're doing well and what they like about that brand and then be like, oh, but I don't really like this mm-hmm. and for this reason. It kind of gets them thinking outside of the box and not a, just about their brand, Yeah, kind of seeing what other people are doing or what other brands are doing really. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at that stage, like, it's like you can't just – give you can't send those questions to someone and just like let them do it on their own like you need to have that conversation because I find that like like if you do send an email with those questions you're probably going to find that half of them are blank Mm -hmm. because I think that there's so much like that people you need to like explain some of those things to them but then also them explaining it back to you I find that 
design is like this th- there's a lot of jargon there's a lot of like it's not easy for people who aren't designers to articulate what they've got in their head mm-hmm. in a way that a designer understands like there's a lot of like trying to figure out what the two of you are meaning so like I find you know the competitor question half the time people are like oh no I don't have competitors it's like you do it might not be like a, a direct, direct competitor but who is doing something like who shares an audience with you because if you share an audience they're a competitor you mm-hmm. might not be like necessarily it might not be financial like it might not be direct but if you share an audience you're a competitor, you're, a com- a competitor. you're trying to get their time exactly and so I feel like you know and and fonts and colors things like that especially like and and when the client is articulating what they do and don't like it's such a like you're like being a translator it's like they'll say one thing but your interpretation of that is different from theirs. so I feel like it's such a mm-hmm. back and forth conversation where like you you cannot skip strategy because if you don't have strategy you haven't done all of that interpreting and you haven't ended up on the same page Mm -hmm. because at the end of a strategy, you want to be on the same page. Absolutely. So (laughs) when you're like talking about competitors Mm -hmm. and like the colors and if a client is saying, but I don't like that color. Yeah. But the reason that you might be picking a color is because it's different from the competitors. Like it's really hard to like get to the client that we pick things not because you like them yeah. because we know what's going to work mm-hmm. and what's going to stand out. And I seen um, a post from a fellow a designer. I think I talked about him before, Dane Walker. He said, brand, like you got to, you, your clients and you really need to get it across in that the brand is not designed for them. Mm-hmm. The brand is designed for the consumers. And a lot of clients don't understand that. Like no. it's their baby. I yeah, get it. Yeah. But it's, and it's very hard to like, it's, like it's it's your ego is involved like we're so tuned into what we like and so if something if we hate something we assume other people hate it and if we like I don't know don't understand something we under, we assume no one else understands it and so it's just getting over that hurdle and being like it's not like there's nothing wrong with your taste and there's nothing you know like just because you don't like something doesn't mean your client is not going to like it so it's really like the the, our client has to separate themselves so much from mm-hmm. from like the process like yes they have to love it and be in and believe it ex- they, they, they have to be they excited to about it, it. Yeah. they have to be yeah you have to like um they have to have buy-in but they don't have to like it doesn't they don't have to be like oh like that specific font I don't like that font because there might be a really good reason we've used it mm-hmm. that's it um, and it's very hard to sometimes dictate that to the client. It can be. And it's a yeah, hurdle. That's why, like, the if, like we could come to all these conclusions and we like get all this gather all this like research from the client. But then, if, like, your design process is still going to have changes and iterations mm-hmm. because as much as people can separate themselves a little bit, there's there's always going to be their personal preference. Mm-hmm. And so, if they don't like it, you're still going to have to make tweaks. Yep. Which, which can become very difficult. Um, so I've also, oh, we're skipping ahead a little bit, yeah. but I've also like, I've developed a feedback kind of form oh, yeah. to kind of like, you get a little client saying, I don't like it. Yeah. I get that. But why? Yeah. Tell me why you don't like that. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you don't like that color choice. And by them kind of like trying to delve into that feed, like into a deeper explanation as to why they kind of think about, well, actually I don't really don't like it. Mm. I just don't think it's for my brand. So then yeah. it's a whole another discussion. That's smart. So do you like, do you 
get them to answer those questions once you show the first round or yeah something. so I'll um I'm gonna skip a little yeah little so so um once I do the design I like to put together a document it has the whole brand suite yeah has color palette um the mood board which would have been selected in previous steps mm-hmm. um and some photography like ideas um like Instagram feed whatever and it kind of just shows the brand working across different collateral business cards, blah, blah, blah. So they kind of get an idea. And then with that, I also like to send a feedback form. Um, It's just questions like, um, what do you like about, like, blah, blah, blah. And and then it says, like, why don't you like it? Mm -hmm. Um, What's not working about, is it the brand mark? Is it the shapes in the brand mark? Mm -hmm. Is it the colour? Is the outline too heavy if there's an outline? Is it the typeface? Do you Mm -hmm. want, like, if it was a serif font, do you want, like, a more bold one? Like think like questions like that to try and really yeah. get them thinking about um, like the design elements really because it's really hard to pull that out of someone's brain. Yeah. Really hard for them to sit like if you have a meeting with a client they can be like, don't like it. Well, yeah. And that's shattering to hear because you're yeah. like, I actually put a lot of time and effort into that. And, and, I, and, and I we actually, only present stuff that we really believe well, in. That's right. We really like a brand, the brand that we normally put forward. If it's the first brand you see, that's our leading brand yeah, and that's yeah. our leading concept. So we really believe in that. We think it's going to work for your brand. And for you to just write back in an email or just bluntly over, like if you get to you get to have your one-on-one conversation with them, I don't like it. We're like, well, that's a fucking day ruiner. Yeah, yeah. Like if you, especially if you get that in the morning, you're like, I don't like it. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me more than I don't like it. Yeah. So I like to send that form. Sometimes you I get like answers, that. sometimes you don't, but it's a little bit of something. Yeah, I like that idea because, like, you do that anyway. Like, when you present them, you ask those questions mm-hmm. and you get their feedback, but, like, making them stop and, like, sit through those questions. That's – I like that. Yeah, even if, um like, even if you don't do it together. Mm, yeah. um Like, you present the idea – don't get any feedback from them the first time. Wait until they've taken it home yeah. and taken that form home and then they give you the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I think they just jump to com- conclusions way too thin- yeah. too quick. They don't read the rationale. They don't, like, see why yeah. we've come to the, what we've come to. So I think giving them time to process and yeah. then get them with that feedback form, Yeah, I think it's – it just – I don't know. It just helps the process a little bit and it – Comes a lot more smoother and doesn't crush your soul in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we we skipped a bunch of steps. Should we go back and then we can expand on? Yeah, we did. Design. We jumped a lot. <laughs> so after your strategy session, I do a re- reverse brief. Yes, um, the reverse brief kind of highlights what we've discussed in the strategy session. Yeah, um, it also includes mood board development. So mm-hmm. I like to do two mood boards for them two, to pick yeah. from. I don't do any more because I think it becomes overcomplicated yep, and they I don't agree. actually know what they're picking. Yep. Um, so I do two mood boards, two colour palettes. Yep. Um, from there, they're like, yes, pick, I picked that one. No, whatever. So do you do your colour palettes separate from your mood boards? No, I do oh. it on top of the mood board. Yeah, okay. Um, mainly just to pull colours from that mood yeah, board. Like gotcha. just so they get a general idea of what the colours could look like. They might change a little bit. They might be more vibrant. They might have yeah, a little yeah. bit more like darker colours. But just so there's a little bit so they can see where the colour palettes yeah. are actually coming from. I do that too. When I do my mood boards, I – so um, every designer probably ever has heard of um, Chris Doe and uh, the they've got Blind and what's their other – Blind Design and they have some other name that I'm blanking on anyway. <laughs> wow, um, we're doing so much blanking this episode. Um, they – He's basically just like a very, very talented, very successful designer in his studio. Anyway, they 
um, at Blind, they do, they call them streets, uh, streetscapes, stylescapes. Mm-hmm. Um, if people haven't watched their Making a Brand series on YouTube, you should. It's amazing. Um, anyway, they do stylescapes and it basically, it like, changed it for me from just doing a mood board to it's, like, one step above a mood board. It's, like, a step between a mood board and a design. So they... Like they probably do put in a little bit more than I do. Like I don't like to go too, too far with it, but it's basically like a mood board, but you, rather than just like pictures, like you're actually getting in and editing things. So you're adding in textures, you're adding in yeah. your color palette, you're add, you're like edit, editing the photo, fo- like the colors of the photos, like mm-hmm. to make them more cohesive. And like, I like to lay it out with like some, I put some photos in there. I put in like, um, like I give it a, a name that kind of, summarizes mm-hmm. it so it's yep. just like taking a mood board a little bit further yeah but i find like it has just changed it completely for me because then like that feels like a brand a mood board on its own doesn't feel like a brand no. but a like more detailed thing like that you've put in the extra step it does feel like a brand and it also makes the design process for like a lot easier oh, yeah. like if i feel like you can bar, bang out a brand <laughs> our, our brains aren't working today I just feel, yeah, I like, I agree. I like doing that kind of stuff too. And it, when you get to the design phase, you can bang that brand out pretty yeah. damn quick if you've solidified that mood board. Yeah. Like it's a very easy process. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like to, I, I don't know. I think you have sent me him because I think I watched it. That's why I started doing things a little bit different with my mood board because otherwise yeah, I would have okay. just done full pictures. And like they do, like I have my own take on it. They do like, it's like a really long thing and they print it out and they like take yeah. it on their meetings and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I love like seeing what other designers do and then like making it work for me. Yeah. So good. Just designers are the best. I love agree. Guys. And I just love that everyone's so sharing. Yeah. A lot of designers share a lot of information and yes. it is fabulous. On Instagram though, it's very hit and miss. Like I don't, uh, yeah. I don't want people like gatekeeping their, like this is why we're talking about this stuff, right? Like we're not interested in gatekeeping our processes because like two designers with the exact same information, the exact same process are going to come up with completely different brands. Oh, that's right. Like, it's not you're not losing comp, like you're not losing out to your competition by sharing this information. But oh my goodness, those like Instagram like I get a little bit tired of like the constant educational selly oh, kind of business. I'm a business but coach. The ones that like there are so <laughs> many that come up on my like explore page on Instagram where it's like they're always like those little slight like the carousels of information and like it'll be like never do this or every designer does this yeah trying and, like, to get I, that hook. and i read it and i'm like that's absolutely garbage advice <laughs> like so listen to those to, to like find good people online who their information resonates with you don't list like if if some random account on instagram says <laughs> no designer ever does this one thing Take it with a grain of salt. It's <laughs> <laughs> been really getting to me lately. Because you click on one and then oh, you, 10 million you others get, come yeah, up. Yeah, you get bombarded. So get so many and some of them are shit. Well, that's why I kind of like having my business profile and my personal one because I don't see yeah, it on my okay. personal one. Not that's that I'm fun. on it very often. Yeah. But when I am, yeah. it's not full of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um. So after reverse brief and mood boards? Yeah. So I don't really do a brand roadmap. No? No. What do you mean by roadmap? Is that like 
pre-designs. Yeah, I like I find the the reverse brief mood board visiony kind of stage. Everyone kind of does it a little bit differently. Like I I don't like I don't want to get too far ahead of myself mm. at that stage. So I like to do the reverse brief as like like I'm just I'm giving you back the information from our se- from our strategy yeah. session and then like the mood board. I don't even usually do them together. I usually do a reverse brief like within a few days of like the day after the meeting and then I do my mood boards and then after they pick a mood board direction sometimes they want to they have feedback on the mood board but after the mood board then I get into the design stage and at the design stage I feel like that's where I get more of my stuff happening so that's where I'll have like my like um you have your obviously your logos like your color palette your fonts your like you have a few mock-ups so that's like where you're bringing the brand to life and yeah. like selling the person on your vision how many concepts do you normally present two two i used to do three yeah i used to do three as well but i feel like it's just too much time spent and and it's never like it's you've never got three fucking killer brands you don't like ever like I, there are some designers who do the one concept approach, which I like. I'm not opposed to, not but at I all. just, I just know clients, and cl- like that is such a learning curve for a client. And when it comes to design, it's not like I don't mean that we, tr- like we're not trying to manipulate the client in any way, but you give them choice with constraints, and so if you give people two options they had like it's like it's it's not the illusion of choice because they do have a choice but like the if you give someone one concept they like they have no they've had no input in that whereas if you give them two concepts they get to be so much more involved in the process and you really want to bring your client along in the process and make them feel involved because they're not gonna they're not gonna love their final outcome if they haven't been involved well that's it um uh, yeah and it creates a discussion then as well because then they can be like oh but I really like what's happening in concept one but Mm -hmm. I want to bring this element of concept two into it yeah and like you could majority of the time that concept just levels up instantly better right you get you have that discussion about like making it like you want to make your brands the best they can and you spend hours doing it but that little bit of feedback like even though it could be the most trivial little thing that you might change yeah it can really just you'd be like, now I really love this brand. Like, I agree that discussion, and that's what I really miss from working in the studio. Mm. I really loved being able to have that conversation about either like what is working in this brand, what is not working in this brand, mm-hmm. why can't I make this work? Yeah. Like, I really miss having the team there to bounce ideas off Mm -hmm. it it was like a really good support system and like because we all got along so well yeah and we kind of knew each other's design style as well yeah it was just so good to bounce those ideas off because the outcome like Kayubi that outcome was was an amazing brand phenomenal um and that's because it was a team effort and also the discussions that happened in those meetings with the like the team like the whole team yeah yeah at the at the restaurant it was just like ideas just bouncing constantly and yeah. the feedback they were like they were good at giving feedback which yeah. helped yeah but it just it transformed it to an incredible brand and I feel yeah. like that discussion always needs to happen so that's why I always like to present two concepts yeah we have that discussion about what is working what's not working for you yeah and then we can combine or we just 
we just take um ref- or we refine like yeah. little things like that so that's why I like to do two concepts yeah and I like to do a uh, brand suite I've gone to doing a brand suite rather mm-hmm. than just a brand like a primary logo so mm, yeah in my brand suite I include a primary logo a secondary logo a brand mark mm-hmm. a stamp majority yeah. of the time and a, I try and develop a pattern yeah for the brand I just feel like that is a whole brand experience. Yes. It is then um, you have multiple identities to use across different collateral. Yep. So then the user like will see something somewhere and see something different somewhere else. And it might be just a little bit different, but yep. it still ties into your brand. And I think that is an excellent way of talking to your consumers and catching their attention Absolutely. because they're not expecting the same logo every single time. Yeah, so, I agree. Like, and that's another annoying thing that people some clients don't understand is that it's not just one logo you're getting yeah you're getting a whole suite yeah of identities that work for your brand and a pattern yeah. that could be rolled across collateral yeah so that's how I like to do my brand suite yeah and um, before we were talking about feedback and, oh yeah and, and this is when I was slotting that feedback yeah form. so uh, there's like does like because we care so much about our jobs we are so passionate and and like put so much thought and effort and research into these things that we present like we're never just doing something because we like it like we're doing it there's so so much goes into it and so like it's very hard to separate your emotions from it Mm -hmm. like you get so attached to something and especially when you spent like how many hours designing something so there is a part of it that like absolutely designers need to separate themselves from the process but like There are good clients and good ways to give feedback and there are bad clients and bad ways to give feedback. And like, this is not just, this doesn't just apply to like design. I feel like it's, there are so many situations where I'm like, oh, that was tactless. So I feel like when people give feedback, they need to have a lot of tact. And (laughs) so uh, just like the clients that are like, you know, like in life, don't they say like give if you're giving like bad feedback, you like give two pieces of good feedback, one piece of bad feedback. Yeah. You don't have to be that prescriptive, but like the clients that are, I don't think like the clients that are good at that stuff, it's they're not even considered, like they're not actively being positive. They're just no. being nice people. Yeah. They'll tramp on your designs and they'll build it back up. Yeah. But that's <laughs> another thing. Like there are clients, like I've had clients where like that brand, that, that pitch meeting is daunting. Cause you're like, everything is riding on this. Like, please like my concept. Those butterflies are going swirling. Yeah, that's like you just you just don't want to hear that like no I hate it it's all wrong and so like I like there's one client that comes to mind where I'm like she had such a poker face like she she looked not thrilled the entire <laughs> meeting and then we got to the end and I just kind of like sat back and she was like I love it. <laughs> I was just like yes. So like the like, but you know, there's ne- you never get like, yes, everything is perfect. Don't change a thing. No. So even when it's like, even when a cl- if, like, if a client is overall like, there are things here that are working. Like, I like this. Like, maybe the color isn't right, or maybe that font isn't right. But like, they're they're overall like giving you something to work with. Mm-hmm. Those clients are amazing. But I think it comes down to also education. Like, some clients just. They don't, they're just so direct and they don't yes. know, like, they're not educated about how to give that kind of feedback 
or and they're coming into it real blindsided and have yeah. no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And I think like the, there needs to be like, uh, I feel like if you get to that meeting and it's, and it's, there's a lot of negativity, something has broken down before that point. Like yeah, that's right. You like they, and, and sometimes it can't be avoided. Like sometimes they have been so like, the the like examples that stand out are like you know the client that thinks saying anything not like they're not being rude like even just saying like oh like maybe no like it doesn't matter how they say it but like they they think that saying anything to the contrary of what you've done they think that's being they're going to offend you yeah and so they don't say what they think yeah the clients that don't tell you what they are actually thinking that's like you're, you're fucked like your whole project <laughs> is going down the toilet like mm-hmm. we've all been there it happens it's which shit. is when your feedback form comes in now yeah and you prompt them because i feel like if they're not saying it to your face yeah they're true. more yes. inclined to write it down Absolutely. and send it to you because they don't feel like you, they're going to offend you yeah. as much because it's not in person it's yeah. not to your face they yeah. can't see your emotions like yeah your face could just completely drop and they're like oh Fuck, yeah. what have I done? No, that's absolutely true. But I feel like the, like, designers won't be offended if, like, espe- like especially because, like, this communication stuff is happening from the mood board phase. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're not going to be offended at the mood board phase. Like, we we want some positivity, positivity and we want to be able to, like, but, like, I didn't design the logos that are on the mood board. I'm not going to be offended if oh. you don't like that font. You know what I mean? And so, but, like... There is a, there, there's absolutely a line of like, you, you need to be honest, but you don't need to be rude. Yeah. And so being honest is not rude. Like no. uh, if you don't, like if something is missing, if something isn't right, if you just like, don't like it, the, like there are ways to communicate that it's the clients that don't say anything and they just don't want to offend you. And they completely, like they blatantly lie. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, no, it's good. Oh. And then they shoot on it and you're like, why are they ghosting me? Yeah. But that's, that's a negative for everyone. But then there are way, like those clients that are just blunt and they're just like, like, I, I don't want either of those situations. Don't be, don't be an asshole and don't lie and be polite. Be honest with tact. But, it's, it's doable. <laughs> but then it comes down to like your, um, you like the designer's connection with the brand, because if you're not too attached, it won't get you too down no I agree in both circumstances because I think you like it's really hard because I put like you put so much effort into a brand and you would just want them to love it and see where you're coming from and it 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 kicks you in the guts when they're like they don't like it but what I've learned is like you really can't let it get to you because it ruins your day yeah and like whether they're blunt or whether they're just beating around the bush you get that feedback form to them, you're going to get your answers either yeah. way. And I find like, even, even if you don't do the form, but you'd be like, well, like, let's have a conversation about this. Like, can I give you a call and let's discuss like, why don't you like this? And why, like, what direction did you think it should go? Mm. Like if, if you have those conversations, you kind of feel less shit yeah. <laughs> about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you, you do. You put everything into it. Yeah. You put your soul into it. Yeah. You I, love it. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. and then they trample on you. I and guess you're like, I'm not a piece of shit, guys. The, <laughs> it's not the bluntness. I shouldn't – that's the wrong phrase. Like, the bluntness is fine. It's the 
passing off your opinion as fact. That kills yeah, me. Yeah. I hate when a client is like, you know, like it, it'll be like they, you know, say it's like they don't like the colour red. They'll be like, you know, red is a like, oh, I can't, I don't know how to explain it. But like when they pass off a, like a, mm-hmm. a shitty opinion yeah, yeah. as like this is gospel yeah okay i feel you now i feel you now oh no you're wrong (laughs) or like they just say something like like that's a bad font it's like no no no, that's a great font you don't like it cool let's change it like i just there are ways to like approach something (laughs) but also what is hilarious is that they did the brief yeah yeah. (laughs) you told me what you like exactly and i've met that expectation that's the other thing as well when like you how, like you've made all of these decisions based on the brief and then they start contradicting the brief they gave you it's like but I've got the receipts buddy like uh, yeah and then that's when you're just saying okay like totally happy to do this but just so you're aware like yeah. this is what we went over when we went over that brief stage so yeah. they become aware that oh fuck I did say that yeah so it's just kind of like they're trying to put you in your place but you double back and you yeah. put them back in their place and but be like really politely yeah like, we're getting really politely have you raged before you send exactly. that email please like, <laughs> we're getting passionate now we get passionate when like when we get this feedback but like in the moment you're like cool calm and collected you like the the out the, like the goal is not to like you know, tear everything up, have a tantrum. Like you do that before. Yeah. <laughs> like if if someone is unhappy after the presentation, the goal is to get them happy. The goal is to get to an outcome that they're mm-hmm. happy with, that you're happy with. How do you get that outcome? It's not by being emotional in that meeting. No. It's by coming up with solutions. It's by, you know, going back to like the drawing clarify board. things yep. further. So as much as it's like enraging, like we <laughs> We want the best outcome for everyone. And so we do what we can to get there. And like, I think, guess that's what makes like a good designer as well, because mm. you have that skill to be able to cool yourself right Absolutely. on down. We are not just like. I wait till drawing. I get back into that office and I'll, then yeah. I will cry. Exactly, <laughs> I will exactly. yell. Got to hold the tears in, hold the yelling in. And then. And now we'll tear you to shreds in my own time. That is, that is one thing that I feel like I you know they don't teach you in uni no or TAFE or anything is the like the like you know we're talking about accounting and stuff as like one part of design but another part that is not design is like being a presenter like oh being articulate and and cool calm calm yeah cool headed -headed. calm headed either one works (laughs) yeah but like the and being confident and being like being able to like run that brief session, run your pitch session, like those are like oh. skills that take so much practice. And they like, yeah, you definitely didn't tell me that I need to write a rationale or explain <laughs> why know. I've done things. Yeah. Like, wow, that would have been a real cool tip. Yeah, because I've got thrown into a deep end and had to give a presentation. I'm like, holy fuck, I need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. And that's the other thing at the design stage, you're also giving that rationale, which is why it's so important to present. Like, I know some people just love to like email, like everything's an email, but like the, you know, the onboarding stage, you're doing stuff in person or or on a Zoom to build a connection. And at the like pitching stage, you're doing it to sell the idea to like, if you just send someone something and they read it themselves, you're not able to get across all of the thought and all of the rationale behind it. So 
Yeah, those th- stages are also super important. And I just feel like a lot of people take it better in person. Absolutely. Rather than reading an email. Yeah. I found that anyway, it works a lot better. Yeah, so much meaning is lost if you're just doing email. A hundred percent. Yeah, so from that design stage <laughs> yeah. and the feedback stage, yeah. um, if all goes well, yeah. I send out a final invoice. Yep. This final Once this final invoice is paid, I'll do the full brand export. Yep. Um, I also like to do like a social suite now. Like I do the brand export in all like all the different files that yeah. are required. But yeah. I also set up um, like a 1350 by 1080 oh, yeah. artboard and I'll just like lay out colours mm-hmm. and I'll put different logos on different colours or the pattern or whatever. So then down the track, if they want to share it on their Instagram, they actually have, yeah, right. they're not going to butcher your brand yep. or their <laughs> brand. So at least it keeps it consistent for a little yeah. while. And yep. like if they need filler posts, like the brand yeah. things are there. So I like to do a social suite export as well. Yep. Um, so the brand export, the social suite export, and then the files are theirs. Yep. Um, I usually just use like a Google Drive folder and I share the Google Drive folder with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then all is done. Yep. And like, and then also ask, once that's done, also ask for a Google review. You need to get your oh, reviews. Yeah. Add that on there. You need to think about this stuff because... Yeah, that's a good point. Like a lot of the time... It's more like finished project. You don't yeah. talk again until something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to know what I did well and yeah. I want to know what you thought about the whole process, like what I could do better, blah, blah. Yeah. I want you to send me a review via Google so, A, it's there, so yeah. other people can see it. And I also just want to know, like, what you thought about it. Yeah. Um, Google reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like that. I feel like you need, like it's good to carry on that relationship. Like, and I like, you know rather than just waiting until something goes wrong, I think it's nice to check in and be like, you know, three months later, like how are things going? Mm-hmm. Is something like, because you can think of everything and still miss something. hundred percent. Everyone's applications of their brand is going to be slightly different. So it's good to check in and be like, is there anything like, have you found that you need something else? Like, mm-hmm. are you ready for business cards? Like, and it doesn't always have to be sales. You can just check in and be like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> like keep a good relationship with clients. hundred percent. The clients that you want repeat work from yeah keep that relationship going 100 percent, and even you want that word of mouth from those clients absolutely spread that word far and wide i'm here to design for you (laughs) um i also had a question before we move on if you like you said if it goes well you do the final invoice how many like so every brand has some tweaks Mm -hmm. big or small yep do you specify like two rounds of changes and bill additionally i do yeah so I do two rounds of changes and yep. then bill additionally. I've just had a client who was doing like a, just a brand refresh. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a full rebrand, but now we're going into the full rebrand. And just in that process, I'm just like, yep, look, that is so fine. I'm yep. just letting you, like, I'm just letting you know that mm. there's going to be an additional cost here. Yeah. Because there's no need for you to be put out of pocket. So you just need to be really upfront with the mm-hmm. client. Um, it's in the contract too yeah. that there's only two rounds of changes. Make sure you get your contract signed. Yeah. They're your lifesaver. <laughs> um yeah, I just it it really will kick you in the guts. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. you'll be left out of pocket, which is so shit. Yeah, especially if you're just starting out. Because yeah. I mean, I guess you don't really care when you're starting out, and it's just you. But once yeah. you're down the track and things start developing, you don't yeah. want that there, no. and you want to have your you want your foundation set strong. Yeah, to carry through your project, absolutely, it'll be life changing. Yeah, um, and that is pretty much how I do a brand. It was a long one. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to um, do a studio edition. Yeah. An, well, I feel like it's, it's very similar. Yeah. Like it's... Yeah, I think you're right. The only, like, 
the only difference is that every every person like if you have your own studio you're going to make different calls like you're going to do like you might have a slightly different process but really the if you work in as a designer in a studio you're picking up at that briefing stage yep. and handing off at that sign off stage like you're the only things that a studio designer isn't doing is like the sales and accounting pro- yeah so everything else yeah you you're, do it all. you're pretty right yeah that was a pretty good episode. I actually enjoyed talking I about enjoyed that. Talking about so that I rambled too. a little bit, we, guys. We rambled, but I feel like it was valuable. I feel like there's. I feel like I was a speed trader. <laughs> Just chatting about. <laughs> no, nah, it was good. We got passionate. It was lovely. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, if you would like to hear more of us, if you didn't hear enough just then, uh, <laughs> you can follow us at the WCN Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And we'll see you next week, pals. Bye. Bye.